Buongiorno, Chenko. Carlo, what's up, man? It is a beautiful day in Texas today. Nice. Weather is phenomenal. Out for a walk today and very much looking forward to this conversation. How are you? Very good. Carrie, are you with us? I am. I thought I was rugged. I've been getting rugged <laughs> on spaces for the last couple of weeks. It's been terrible. I'm glad you're here. Um, yeah, Carlo, it's, a, it's another beautiful day. A lot of cool things going on with Rug Radio, a lot of cool things going on in the space, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today, big time. Absolutely. Carrie, it's nice to finally speak with you. And you. Pleasure to have you. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Sure. And are we uh, doing a weather report? Because I'm in like the South Bay and it's overcast and kind of cold outside for California. California's hit or miss, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, I, I, I interrupted. Go on. Oh, not. You, you can't interrupt. We are so chill on this show that that's not even possible. Okay, well, I do that a lot of interrupting, so just, you know. No, that's why you're here. If, if we say <laughs> something that sparks a thought in your head, get it out. The, th- the reason we wanted to invite you is you, you just have such an interesting perspective and for those in the audience and when we replay this or post this, um, Carrie, just I, I don't even know. I'm, I'm here to learn of her full journey, but it's just one of the cool voices in this space. Always brings a, a unique perspective, always encouraging and positive and very, very, very creative. So I just wanted to thanks for coming. Thank and I want to like get the most out of this. We usually go about fifty-five or sixty minutes. When we okay. when we have an artist, we kind of um, excuse me have a conversation back and forth that just kind of meanders, you know. So anything that you want to talk about, feel free. We have some. We we when we don't have a guest, we kind of have a law focused show, so our audience members and listeners kind of have a law bend. But I'm very very excited that you you decide to join us carlo it's really my pleasure to introduce you to carrie she, she's somebody that just just a positive force in this space somebody with with a great brilliant mind and um a lot of knowledge around art and and how it's been done in the past and like the the, the journey of the artist so carrie can i start there carlo's got an intro and a, and a disclaimer and then i'm gonna jump in is that cool, Carlos? Well, d- yeah, no, absolutely. Our disclaimer today is super short because I don't think we'll be talking oh, law course. and I don't think we'll be talking investment, but nothing we say should be taken as legal or financial advice. To our dear friends in the crowd, if you would please retweet the room. It's, uh, it's hit or miss in this world of Twitter spaces these days, but we'd love to get as many bodies as we can in. Carrie, I'm excited to talk with you and I want to I acknowledge something off the bat. Jenko has brought up some amazing guests and he has opened my world to some very, very interesting people in this space that I probably would not have discovered. So props to you, Jenko, for yet another wonderful guest. <laughs> that, I, I can guarantee it that she's just she's just fascinating. So I'm looking forward. Let's dive in, Carrie. And I want to start at the um, at the at the. The, the, the most recent. Why are we in Web3? What attracted you here? How did you fall into this space? Okay, one at a time. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I really do best if um, if you if you don't 
bombard me with questions. I have no compound yeah. questions, Janko. No <laughs> compound questions. Because I'm, I'm giving you a broad. You don't have to answer any anything specific, but I okay, want to understand okay. your journey and on why Web three is important. How'd you get here? Okay. Um. Thanks. Uh, I just as a disclaimer, I had a, a TBA concussion in 2018, and it kind of affected that part of my brain where I, you know, one or two things at a time are okay, but you do other stuff and the brain says, okay, we're closing the filing drawer. Um, so I'll make a did... point to do that. That's fair. <laughs> well, I'll, I, I have learned that that is, that occurs um, being in this space for around a year and a half, two years. And so um, it's, it's something I, I do try and watch and oh, thanks. Um, both of you for such kind introduction and you, you don't even know me and you're saying I'm wonderful. So that's really, that's really nice. I, um, I'm, I'm 72, going to be 73 in a couple of weeks, just for anybody here who hasn't, um, taken a look at my, my profile. Cause I do make that statement there and I've been doing art for a very, very long time. So that involved 50 years in advertising, marketing, and design promotion, as well as since the mid-80s doing fine art, I was in, um, involved with a lot of the art in the park, and so that... That brought me to learning how to, oh, okay, unmuted now, muted. Who's pushing those buttons? Not me, Carrie. <laughs> Elon, Elon is doing it. <laughs> okay, I'll talk faster. So the, uh, doing the art in the parks, and, and you're, you're, this is how I got here, honestly. Uh, I, I did that because... Number one, I was just starting off in fine art, and I wanted to know if you know how people thought about my work, and also I wanted to learn to talk and to understand the nuances of talking and selling my art. So from the very beginning, this was something that was a focus for me: uh, is learning who my audience was, which I suppose comes from my background in advertising, etc. So that brought me into the gallery world of Los Angeles and that exploration. And I was very, very um, involved for since 20, I think 2011 or so, I started a book. I'm a book designer by, by profession. So in 2011, I, I started a book, a historical book, I believe in um, documenting things. And um, this book was is purely written by um, the artists in whoever wanted to submit. And so they would tell a story in the first person and be able to show one or two pieces of art. And they would be um, able to put on their resume that they had been a published um, artist. So they had been published. 
So it it fulfilled a lot of little tick marks, you know, check, check, check. And I was able to do that and and people bought it at maybe a couple, maybe a buck over over what Amazon, you know, charged and I would I would make a buck on a book. And I did that for 10, 12 years, I guess. I got 14 books out. And then in, and I've shown in galleries and museums and curated shows. And you should Can stop I, me and, and guide me yeah, here because yeah, I'm where, getting lost. Yeah, please. No, that's a great background. And I'll ask more kind of pointed questions. And if it's okay, um, if there's something you, a point you want to make, just ignore the question and just say what you, you want to say. But <laughs> I, I, let me, let, a pointed question about the advertising um, yeah. space. It's looked different back then than it does now. What are some interesting lessons that you learned from that experience? That I can use the color green in advertisements if I want to. And yes, that is a joke of sorts. But when you think about it, things change languaging changes concepts change and the color green was looked at as a bad color to use in advertising and that was six, 70s 80s and it just you know they just didn't do it now you see green all over the place and and i know that little analogy is kind of off keter but it just it just goes to show you that things don't remain the same and i and i think that's an important uh, factor to bring into this space and to bring into the world that you you just you do know that things change we change so why not anything else fantastic so some of like the textbook rules industry standards are now upside down and i think that's a good kind of lesson big lesson there what about the um so publishing, book design, when did you first learn of NFT? So I had my concussion and it stopped me from doing a lot of the gallery networking and that type of thing. And by March of 2021, um, my gallery in Cambria suggested to me that I look into NFTs and that I should check out Clubhouse. And that's where I landed. I was... Uh, it was a very interesting situation. This this um, PFP that I am wearing right now, I have worn since that time. I believe in branding. And this, you know I'm in the room when you see this. You don't have to guess if I'm here because I never change it. Okay, never is not exactly correct. I sometimes might change it to get into the groove and the fun of everybody wearing, uh, you know, something that they purchased that day. But basically, I, you know, it was always mentioned that lady with the funky circle around her, and um, and also I'm an I'm an anomaly. I'm I'm strange here. I'm 72, so um, just like you want to talk to me about stuff, I tell stories. I would be asked to tell a story about something, and I go give me a year, and I'll talk to, talk to you about something that happened to me that year if I can remember it. So I found that that I learned with these interactions. The the audio room here was very strange for me and I 
I um, found it difficult in talking. I know that sounds strange, but here, here we are talking and this is part of life and wasn't part of mine. I got in with a bunch of DGENs, which I thought was really quite fun after I realized what that was. And I, um, I got into that room that evening when the Bored Apes came out and I bought two Bored Apes. And that pretty much changed my direction here and my focus. But that first month was pretty awful, um, learning the wallet and the securities and all of that. So that's how I got that's here from it's my gallery. That the gallery to the artist, when so often we see the artist pushing the gallery or, or educating yeah. the gallerist, that's, that's fascinating. Well, I'm glad they pushed you or gave you that recommendation. You were always so... <laughs> I'm, I mean, TBI, I, I understand. I mean, there's a lot of layers to um, this new, you know, live audio component of our world. How do you tackle it? How foreign was it to you from a tech point of view? You said, I guess you answered it was a mm-hmm. month long where you were, you're kind of fixing the wall. You, you spoke eloquently. You educated people back in the in clubhouse rooms. I remember you as a leader, leader. on a lot of those issues. So um, it's, it's fascinating to understand that it, was, it wasn't natural for you at the time. No, it wasn't. And asking the questions, my brain wants to go deep. Uh, it's not so much as a rabbit hole, but it can be considered a rabbit hole to those who actually know what they're talking about whereas I came in and I just kept asking questions until that part of my brain was satisfied with the understanding what a way to approach it fascinating that's impressive can I give you a year and you'll tell me a story uh, I, I'll try yeah <laughs> <laughs> what year were you in advertise I want I want I want an uh, uh, advertising story or an advertising year you said this was what decade well, I, okay, so I, I combined the whole thing. I met my um, second husband in 78, and we had a, a company, I guess we'd call it an advertising promotional company. And we were connected with the Safeway Deli. So... Um, we did promotions for them. So, I mean, that was like 79, 80. And, but, you know, from, for the whole time, it's advertising, marketing, design, promotion. I kind of just, I name them because people like to separate them, but it's all just advertising. And these are the, you know, they're all parts and pieces. It's not all design because design isn't necessarily advertising. And, um, who are you seeing doing it right in the Web3 space as far as design, advertising, marketing, creating their narrative? All of the things that you're saying are wrapped into one. Are there examples of folks in the Web3 space doing it the way that you think is, is, is um, a good uh, strategy? A good strategy. I, hoped, I was hoping you wouldn't say correct because I've learned in this space that it's, there, is, there is still a lot of um, searching and I, 
I found that the um, the need to move from air quotes web two to air quotes web three is really great here. And of course, for me to move there, I have to look at a different paradigm. It's like I'm I'm still here, you know. Web two is web three, web one, web web zero, no web. Um, <coughs> of which the majority of people here have not experienced no web. And I have. And web, you know, the... I have to go back to the 90s when I guess the introduction to the internet through, um, if I'm, if I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the first entrance for me was Netscape um, as a browser and... Um, Yahoo came in someplace around there too as as email. I, I didn't get into the other emails early on. I didn't like AOL for some reason, but it the the newness of it, the difference of it, the languaging of it. And back then, people would put up a PDF on a funky page and call it. Um, I don't think it was, um, call it promotion. And I, I found it very interesting. Uh, and this is just my memories of it back from there, that some of the first people doing their marketing and their, um, I forget what those pages are called, clickbait pages, basically. They were from, you know, regular regular mom and pop stores or or such. And they would put up, Usually a PDF because ebooks weren't created then, and that they t brought um, <laughs> they brought direct marketing into the space. Um, so you've seen it from yeah. a lot of different iterations. Yeah, and it started strangely because now nobody remembers that PDFs are what was transferred. I mean. You know, you had the you had to get into, um, and I only know about PayPal back then. PayPal and put your links up, and people would click on it and buy it, and it would be delivered. So digital digital files were um, transferred that way from the early '90s, um, from that onset. I wanna I wanna only take a few more minutes with my question so then carlo can have a discussion with you and, and maybe some folks in the audience would jump up but um what are some like not advice but mental frameworks that you or or you said that the paradigm shift like how do you think about things as they change over time um you seem so curious and willing to learn that seems like maybe not everyone has that um how do you see change coming and react to it, um, I guess, as a pointed question, if that makes any sense to you. I do a lot of listening, and that's really good for this type of space. That's a good answer. And good answer. when I have questions, I ask those questions. And if I don't, you know, if I don't necessarily ask them when, you know, I'm, I get an opportunity to be in the 12 here in spaces, um, I ask the people that I know, or I'll pose a question, um, you know, as a tweet. I'll do deep research. You know, this space is is very unique for me, from my standpoint. 
because the majority of people that I am in conversation with are younger than I am. Even if it's only three or four years, they're still younger than I am. And I, and I as much as I fought it over my lifetime, age, your age, your number has, has some kind of a meaning to it. And it's, it's something we put to it, but it's still, there is a meaning. I, I, I'm a natural risk taker and explorer. So whatever comes along with those in your head is what I would say, look for in what you're doing and to encourage it. Because those two items in this space are invaluable. Because if I didn't want to take a risk and buy two funky JPEGs back in May, I wouldn't be where I am today building a room for my son's home and remodeled his kitchen. That's awesome. That's so awesome. That brought me a lot of, you know, substance at, at, at my age and where I've been in the world. So without the help of the DGENs, um, you know, uh, and trusting in this process I didn't know about that they did. So this space. Honestly, there's a really big change from Clubhouse to Spaces because Clubhouse, as you know, would allow you to have many people being able to speak and add to it like a big classroom in a college, which I never went to. But you were able to join in for the most part at your level and be allowed to ask some questions and participate. And participating is another one of those moments that I feel are very important. Languaging asking questions, being open, taking risk, participating. You include yourself. If somebody's not going to be in, inclusive of you or your views or whatever, you include it. And, you know, t and keep an open mind. Very cool. Okay, one last question. What is the future of this technology? What's the do you believe it's going to have a positive or negative impact, and what would that impact maybe be? When you say this technology, what do you mean by technology? I, 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 I great question. My fault. I'm talking about the under the smart contracts and NFT and blockchain ah. technology that that kind of makes up this Web three to many people. Okay, I came in wanting a legacy to, I know this sounds weird to some people, but I, for the life of me, I had three or four people try. I could not get a Wikipedia page. And no, I'm not, you know, some big wig. I'm not famous or anything, but I've, I've been involved in things and I've made differences and there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to have a Wikipedia page. I give them money every year. Nevertheless, um, no, no hard regrets there. <laughs> Um, so I was looking for some place to put my work where I could believe that there would be a place where people could search and find it. And I don't think the Internet's going away unless somebody does this big EMP wave or something and destroys it all. God forbid. Um, so I didn't understand that crypto and technology, uh, the art part, I had no problem with that, all of that stuff. Um, but when it came for what I, for the limits of what I know, I don't do 3D and things like that yet, or maybe never, but you've got, you've got crypto, which for me is the volatility here. 
and you've got the tech, which is the direction. And um, I, I, it, this is mostly in retrospect, but even as it was happening in 2021 in clubhouse rooms, people were coming up with solutions. And I, 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 that's what it takes. If you don't have the ability to make and, and create solutions, um, things don't move forward. And the smart contract um, I learned this year and um, the parts and pieces, and I'm still learning implications, but I do believe that has considerable value for the creative mind. And it gives, for me, it gives me one more thing to play with, one more way to approach you, to compel you, to push that button of anticipation of question. So amazing. amazing. It's really a pleasure to have this conversation with you. Your answers are very clear and spot on. I need to pass it over, unfortunately, sure. to me, to to, to Carlo, <laughs> my, my co-host. He's going to have a fascinating convo from his point of view, but I could talk to you for forever. Those clubhouse days, again, like you, you were a leader and a, and a really cool voice on, on so well, many you. topics of the art world. It, it, it was cool. It, it was it was it's now fun to speak to you. So Carlo, um, I'm going to be on mute, but I'm here if, if you ever want to, you know, seed your time. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Carrie, I, I want to unpack a couple of things with you that I find fascinating about your story. I too am a child of the pre-internet days. I grew up, in the, <laughs> yeah, I grew up in the seventies and eighties uh -huh. and I generally share your experience too, that I'm, mostly the youngest person in the room. I should say the oldest person in the room, <laughs> really the oldest the person in the room when it comes to, to web three. So I commend you on the fact that you had the intuitiveness to see this. I did not arrive in this space for the clubhouse days and what a serendipitous break that was for you to be on the ground floor of this, re of, of this revolution with people like Jenko and to learn and to spot these apes. So my first question for you, because I pinned your blog post about one of your apes that actually is a very, very famous ape that sold to the Adidas or Adidas, however you want to call it, brand. They ended up acquiring one of your two apes and building their entire NFT pivot on that yellow-capped ape of yours. And that is an amazing amazing story. So what was it about that ape that drew you to buy it? Because clearly you have an eye for advertising. <laughs> you saw something in that ape because I read your blog and you were looking for the right ape. So what was it about that particular? Oh, no, no, no. My right ape at that time was what I could afford. <laughs> so um, that happened to be um, the, the, the apes were uh, what's it, minted for 0 0.08. And <clears throat> because of wallet faux pas etc i didn't buy it until it all had um minted out and i bought on secondary and so i bought i bought the the, the lowest that i could get the lowest floor um my other ape is a crazy eye and let's see that one was 0.18 and the blue ape with the yellow hat etc that became the adidas ape indigo was 0.24 so 
the um and I, I guess I did make choices. I looked at them and I, I, I wanted to make them different. And I wanted to, um, I wasn't into the flamboyancy. However, I do appreciate amazing, the amazing diversity of the 10,000. Um, Cause I, I, after I've done a couple generative projects, I realized that was very, um, very hard to do. And very, very, um, what's it called? Um, uh, I can't think of the word predetermined, I guess, in a way, it, you know, one thing leads to another and then it, something happens. Um, amazing. Amazing. So that, that iconic sale mm-hmm. and that was a leap of faith for you because that, that was not an easy, that was not an easy financial decision to make nope. in a very uncertain and very speculative asset class. But you went for it, and it it paid major dividends for you, it and it enabled you to have some financial security and to help your son, which I think is a beautiful story. Did that sale onboard you into launching your own NFT art? I mean, was that the catalyst for you to be able to then tra- trans trans basically transition from traditional art to digital art? Mm, no. It it definitely um, over over time um, paid off in paid off in the beginning though. Um, let's see. Um, it, it wasn't the it it mm, you know that it it was more the people I was around that. Uh, made it possible and encouraged and uh, exposed me to actually minting my own work. It's been a long journey because I came in wanting to mint work that I had already created, all my physical work, and I still do. But now I'm I'm much more interested um, a year or so later in generating from the pure, more pure digital um, creation mode, even though I'm not fully, well, there's a couple things I did fully generative, but um, I still mix and match because that's something I always did in my fine art. So, you know, the ape definitely has made my life easier. Um, selling, Selling that one was done with purpose and intention for my son's home. And then the benefits of being um, a board ape holder, the um, the other aspects of that that they have created, they're really good with their. Um, my feelings are, anyways, the way that they've approached the space. They've kept us interested. I've been interested, and it's hard to keep me interested. You know. I see a gnat flying around and then a fly comes around and I follow the fly and then, oh my goodness, there's a bee. Um, and that's how I look at this space kind of, but they kept my interest and they kept giving to me and making me feel like I was, you know, I was having fun. And at my point in life, I want to have fun. I want to play. I want to learn. Um, and yeah, I guess, I, I guess the most important part that the APAD was it helped me become a part of a 10,000 person community that grew into more than a hundred thousand people community. 
So wonderful. I love that story. And I love that it ties in between you being 72 and Adidas being 72 at the same yep. time that they, that they acquired it. So I love that for, 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 for just the color behind that story. I want to invite any of the uh, folks that are in the crowd to come up and ask a question as I ask my next question. And, you know, I think what's wonderful about your story is that you break the stereotype that this is a young person's space and that the frenetic pace of this space is, is, is just really geared towards younger, more tech-savvy, more internet-native people. And I love that you break that that stereotype, I should say. And how does that feel for you to, to be in that demographic among all these young people? Does that, does that give you an extra spring in your step when you wake up every day to get up and do art? <laughs> it makes me take double breaths. And it makes me wonder why I went to bed at 4.30 and woke up at 6.30. You are a um, true degen. Yeah. So, gosh, that's a loaded, loaded question. Um, I'll say it from my perspective it doesn't it does energize me i love being in these rooms with all these younger especially the lawyers that we interact with in our world all these young lawyers that are up and coming so i'm just curious your perspective as an artist being one of the let's say very nicely very politely but one of the elder artists in the space that's a <laughs> that, that that's gotta that's gotta energize you you know what energizes me more than their age is their creativity they are amazing i i i have run into creative minds that and being able to talk with them um, and some who I've admired um, even from afar for years more than this that I heard of um, I guess I I'm energized by that and that and the and the not what have you done you know they don't ask me what I've done they ask me what I'm doing and which is really a big a more important aspect I think instead of coming from that world what have you done do we like you because and now it's we like you now what are you doing and I think that's important and I and just to put it in here I think that it's important not to bring not to worry about bringing in web 2 so much because you can't build a web 3 without a web 2 very very well said and I think you bring that unique perspective, too, because the, the majority of your career was in traditional art and in the gallery space, which you, you understand very well. And it's a much different experience in getting, getting platformed and getting people to actually be able to put eyes on your work. So I, I would ask, are you more empowered in this space? Are you more liberated and are you more able to to get your work out there because of the nature of the blockchain and how digital art is marketed? Yes. No, maybe I, the one thing that I, I, I've noticed is that everybody wants to bring people in and it's, and it's more like, well, let them be interested and bring us out because, um, this art is different. If you look at crypto art and you look at the nuances of the, the collage aspect and the building aspect of it, the storytelling aspect of it, it's very, it's very similar because there's a lot of people in that do work in the gallery world that um, also do work here. 
and you know it's it's it can be a cross an easy crossover but the the whole thing is is they have to be interested in us to get us out to make us uh, viable. They need to show monitors in their their galleries. Every show should have you know two to three monitors that show recurring, you know, rotating, like the billboards, the rotating images. And it, it's not you know, does it take us doing it? Well, you know, if we have aspirations to be in the gallery world, if we already are notable artists why not bring our work out there in such a way why not step up and curate shows no that's that's fascinating and i can say in my last trip to new york city i i attended a gallery uh showing of a digital artist who was also doing physical and it was a brilliant merge of the two because the the physical art was then on a touch screen on an ipad where you would then access it on that touch screen and you would you would use that as your portal to make your bid and 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 I love to see that crossover so I, I agree with you there is room for traditional art and digital art to to merge and play nicely together are, are you onboarding artists from your generation into this space hmm. you know Okay, so I, I I I did talk about it a lot, and there was a lot of people already that I knew that had come into Clubhouse, and but they don't stay long. I believe that my ability to have had a business of my own for many years, um, the the feeling of what do I do now, you know, part of the physical aspects, and the ability to know that I have the ability to um, not be addictive so the calculated risk and the the crypto aspect of this i believe is a is a really big part of that needs to be discovered that needs to be explained that you know people my age may already have you know security may already have the need not have the need to um do the exploration that they're happy where they're at they don't want to take on anything else in their head to keep them occupied i like to keep occupied i for one am glad you made that exploration and i think the space is better for having you here oh, thank so you. delightful conversation i want to yield the rest of my time to jenko <laughs> because i know jenko's probably got more follow-up questions and i want to make him listen if anyone has has anything to to, to ask, um, please jump up. But Carrie, hi Bradley, um, very um, cool conversation. Um, I wasn't prepared, but I think I'll go with um, what are you doing now? I am enjoying um, <laughs> exploring the tools. Um, I've explored Bueno for the generative, and they also deployed my um, latest edition of my Legacy 2. I really enjoyed that. I used them to generate um, for my Exley, which was an entrance into the Legacy 2 for um, beginning collectors of my work. Um, I've, I'm, I'm enjoying Nifty Kit Drop Kit. 
I'm starting to learn manifold. And I really, I really think that because manifold has been the last one that I'm learning and these are all smart contract um, applications as well as um, art generation and deployment. And I'm not without a lot of struggle in this for my brain, but um, I think Manifold is, is going to, it's offering, it, I'm learning that it's offering a lot of fun things. And I think for me, you see, I'm, I want to have fun if I sell my gosh, I love you all <laughs> because I, I don't have a job job. You know, I don't do my book design that much anymore and um, it, it's harder lately, but um, this is, you know, becoming something I want to make this, you know, I want to make this an income for me, not a big income. I don't have to have a big income, but I like to have, you know, the income from it to, and the learning aspect of it is, is, is um, invigorating. I, I, I want to work on my, I always worked on my computer 24 seven, but now it's like, well, I go in there and what do I do? And how do I make this compelling? How do I make this fun? How do I curate my own work? What is it, the feeling that I want to have somebody feel? And it's not unlike creating series with my, um, in it, with paint and such, but it's, um, th there's so much more that I can, I can do here uh, for this space. Very cool. I can't wait to see it. Josh is one of the, um, art related att attorneys and litigators in the space Hi, but he he and you probably can go toe to toe with like art history type stuff he's really ah. a, another wealth of knowledge on the stage so josh welcome man gm gm ray gm carrie gm carlo um i hate to step on on carlo's toes i don't want to i mean on ray's toes i don't want to eat up his time too too much but carrie no no, no please go ahead. you you mentioned earlier first of all i i agree with you i work super heavily at the intersection of the traditional art world and the, the digital art world in terms of NFTs. Uh -huh. And I think that, I think that intersection is going to grow over time to your point. And I think it provides a lot of freedom to artists, but something you mentioned before that I think is really important is you talked about having your own business for, for years, right. And, and managing your own yeah. practice in that way. One of the things that I've noticed with younger artists, both in the traditional sphere and in the NFT spheres, even though that they want the, ability to dictate how to sell when to sell all these kinds of things there's still an apprehension to quote unquote think of it like a business or to maybe mm -hmm. um, go out and ask for the help that may be necessary to maximize their freedom and to maximize their ability to do their art so for you as an artist how do you what do you think we can do as professionals in the space or, or other people in the space to encourage artists to seek that help or to to try to take the business side of it a little bit more seriously so they can have that creative freedom. I don't know how you're going to get rid of commitment and responsibility. I, I, I don't see how you can do that. The, the, to have your own business, you have to be committed and you have to be responsible and take, take that as, okay, I learned. I don't look at, you know, I wasn't raised with the word failure and um, mistakes have been like okay well what does that mean as opposed to a mistake you tried that it didn't work you know words are important we listen we listen to when we speak so 
you know, moving people through just the sheer fact of making them aware that this is a business. The minute they sell a piece of art, they have become a business. So my, my own opinion. Um, so if you don't, if you don't take responsibility for that and you can limit your responsibility, I mean, you know, there, there's contracts and, and, um, legal terms and 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 such on most on the majority of websites now that talk about what your responsibility is and you just you know you can just keep adding to it all you want and you know make sure you have that page but but you know there's the speed there's speed here there's a lot of lot of speed um comprehension and the the minute something's done it gets corrected and then something new comes out almost on top of it and who's you know the the uh, the mind the youthful mind is forever exploring so i don't i don't know josh um i just keep i just keep talking and every once in a while i'll mention something that i feel is important from my perspective doesn't mean i'm right or wrong a great answer. Thank you so much. I got a question. I got Go a quick ahead. question before we wrap. Um, I, I share your 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 appreciation for what Bueno is doing in the space. I think what Pablo Stanley has launched with that is wonderful because it's a simple, easy way to onboard art and launch contracts. And Very I actually, yeah. yeah, wonderful. I, I actually was a guest yesterday on a Bueno space where they were talking about IP uh-huh. and art. And I'm just curious to know now that you're in this digital world and now that there's all this debate about rights and what are you giving, <laughs> how do you, how do you view that? How do you view that debate? What are you giving your holders and what are you retaining? And because, you know, we got this Andy Warhol case that's before the Supreme court, as far as what you can yeah. transform of art. So from your position being so steeped in art, how do you view this debate that's going on right now? Way, way, way back. I was aware of you can take anybody's art and change it 30% and it becomes yours. And then I went into, um, I have a line of characters called the Bee Buddies that I created back in the early 2000s. And I went to the licensing show and I got contracts and I got, um, what's it called? You know, the USPTO and I were friends and I went above, went into the, a, a couple of cases up to the, I, I, but contested trademarks. I've been to the, the head, you know, lawyer at the trademark office sitting there talking to them and the other people. And I've come, I've had people come and try and steal my trademarks. And, you know, I think I had, I don't know, 15, 20 or something and then copyrights. And um, I'm not, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep, my um my trademark going if i want to keep something i'll keep my trademark there i learned that i should you know no offense to lawyers but it's better off if i do it myself and then if i have a problem talk to a lawyer because the first thing that i did was lawyers and they're the ones that all everybody comes after however i also did a lot of learning from having my trademarks contested and and up, up um uh in fact 
you know, that did you grandfather me in? Why are you coming after me if I was grandfathered in? Like I made it, my, my mark was approved. And then 20 days later, the law changed, but it already been approved. So, you know, it's like, what did I learn? I learned a lot. And do I believe that trademarks, um, copyright, IP, I, I believe in that. I also believe that you can you give it away if you want to. And then Creative Commons, I don't know exactly when they came into the works, but I remember in the art world when they did come in and that, that the hoopla it caused in the fine art world and, and such. And, um, you know, the looking at digital art, because I spent so much time in advertising and design where, you know, it computers... I would I would like to say first took over direct marketing and then they took over music and then they took over um, art, graphics, design, et cetera, in as much as it shook the world up because of the the programs, et cetera. Um, so, you know, you've got, I've, I have gone through a lot of it and I, I, I live, I live a life of, you know, I'm not taking somebody's work. I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily, um, uh, not being inspired, but I'm definitely not going to pick up that necessarily and use it unless I change it dramatically or make it a part of my piece that you can't tell that I used that little tree in the background. And, you know, there's, um, but it's not the whole piece of art. So what do I, what do I claim? I have, I have no idea. However, I do know that if they make a statement that you can use it and for specific, you know, purposes like derivatives, etc. However, you know, when the going back to my moment of, of buying my ape in May 4th or something, 5th, 2021, everybody was talking about they have the IP rights. And so my little antenna went up and I what does that mean? You can't just take it and run with it. However, you know, this space has a lot of differences and the derivatives that came out of that created that, that created that um, something that hadn't been before. So now you've got people who are being, um, going out and making toys and doing all stuff, which they really weren't, you know, as actively talking about and doing that I didn't hear. I know it was done, but now it's really being done. And then what? And I'm not a lawyer, but hey, you talk. Well, first of all, thank you for taking up for the lawyers. We you always talk. appreciate that. <laughs> we always appreciate anyone who takes but, up for the hey, lawyers. <laughs> Carrie, this is a wonderful conversation. I love the perspective that you've brought to not only the transition from trad art to digital art, but the, the licensing and your journey and the sale of your ape. Thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so very much for honoring us with your presence here today. I, I really appreciate it sincerely. My pleasure. Anytime you want to have me back and you ask me different questions, I'll come up with different answers. <laughs> deal. That's a deal. It's better, than, it's better than the same questions and different answers. <laughs> I was wondering if you'd catch that. Carrie, you said words matter, and um, you said age isn't just a number. It matters. I think it it's a direct correlation to wisdom. So one last question. Mm. It, does positive thinking impact results? Is manifestation real? 
for me it is. But and then we can on the other hand, that. okay, go ahead. On the other hand, just like with the I Ching or I Ching or however you want to say it, throwing those coins, it's interpretation. And Very we cool. are we are subjective. We are objective. Which is it? We battle that in the law all the time. That discussion. So I'll yep. wrap on that. Thank you so much. We will have you back. Um, I want to encourage those listening to check out the um, her work. A very digital. Oh, buy my little egg life. monsters. They're they're really they're really cute. They're Halloween, and right? They are Halloween. Uh, they are Halloween. And and they're darling, okay, and I'm beautiful. I'm all eggs. I'm all about eggs, and it's my pin tweet. Please go look. Very cool. We'll push that out. We'll go to the pin tweet and try and push that out. But I know I'm going to mint one um, when oh, I thanks. get to the laptop. Uh, thank you so much for the conversation, and um, uh, and Josh and and Carlo. Thanks for 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 letting me um, bring her on today. Yes. Thank you to everyone who joined us. Thank you, Carrie. We'll be back at it again tomorrow with Friday Vibes, and I'm sure there'll be at least a half a dozen legal developments to talk about tomorrow. And new arrests and cases. (laughs) You know, I've listened to you guys. I've listened to your your recordings, and you've got some really good discussions going on, and I do appreciate it. So thank you for honoring honoring that and for asking me to speak. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Peace, Carrie. Pleasure to meet you. Have a wonderful day, all. Bye now. Boop, boop, boop.